You're listening to a Walking in Purpose podcast. Hi, my name is Joan Valise, and I want to welcome you to the Walking in Purpose podcast. I want you to know you have a purpose and a destiny to fulfill, and God has provided you with all the resources necessary for your journey. No matter who you are or where you are, it's time to walk in purpose. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. It's so glad to be with you again. I know that it's been some time since my last episode, but I'm very happy to be able to say that I will be making these again on a consistent basis. Now, all of us are going through a tough time as a result of the coronavirus pandemic that it's affecting really the entire world. But in the midst of everything that is going on around us, we must remember that in every season, God is at work in our lives and that he is always good. One of the key things for the body of Christ to unlock the blessing behind this crisis is to understand that what we need to do at this time is clear to us. And what God is saying to us as people and individuals, we must know that God is not the originator of the crisis because he cannot give what he does not have. And God does not have sickness with him. However, the Bible does tell us that he takes what the devil intended for harm and he turns it around for our good. Romans 8.28 tells us this, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. The Bible clearly tells us that for those that are called and are pursuing the purpose of God for their lives, all things work together. Now, it's really important that we focus on the second part of this verse. Because most people quote the first part often, yet they don't realize that the second part of the verse is the key to unlocking the first. So God is telling us all things work together, but they won't work all together if you're doing whatever you want, living in whichever way you want to. The Bible says that all things work together for those who are called according to his purpose. So everything is going to work together according to his purpose in order for us to be able to experience the benefits of this promise, it's important that we be found seeking the purpose of God for our lives and doing his purpose. Now, we have to understand that we will come out of this and that this situation will pass. However, what condition our lives will be in by the time this whole thing is over is going to be dependent on the decisions we make now. At the end of this crisis, we can either be worse than we were when it started or we can be better. It's up to us. Let me explain what I mean. It is of utmost importance that we understand what God is doing in our lives at this present time. This way, we can be aligned with His will. This is really important because we know that His will is the best possible thing that can happen to us. I want to talk to you guys about this for a minute, and I want to read to you from 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. The Bible says this, And of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Now, there was a tribe within God's people who were highlighted in the Bible for one thing, and it was their God-given ability to understand the times, and therefore, they knew what Israel needed to do. I've done some research into the people of the tribe of Issachar, and I found out something amazing about them. In every great transition that Israel went through, they were always on the correct side of history. Let me give you some examples. And 
As a side note, I encourage you to do a Bible study on these men because it's amazing what you'll find. The first thing I want to point out to you about them is that they supported a female ruler when it wasn't popular for a female to be a ruler. This was demonstrated in the case of Deborah, who was a woman whom God used as a judge before the times of kings uh, in the Bible. She was a judge and the people of Issachar supported her before that was something that was popular or even widely accepted. The second example that I want to cite from what I studied and learned about this tribe is that they supported David before he became a king. Even during the time when he was not very popular because King Saul, who grew jealous of him, really wanted to kill him and was looking to destroy him. During this time, during David's worst time, they supported him. With these two examples in mind, We can see how being able to discern the times helped the sons of Issachar walk in alignment with what God was doing, and as a result, they were blessed. I can't think of a time when it's more important for us to be aligned with God's will than at the present. This will give us the insight into what we should be doing and prepare us to receive the blessing that God always has after a difficult season. All this being said, what is God saying in our midst today? What is God speaking to us so that we can be aligned to it? Well, there are two things that I want to bring up to your attention, which I feel are very much so in God's plan and God's agenda for this time. Number one, I really feel like God is hitting the reset button. And what does this mean? Well, the Oxford Oxford Dictionary defines the word reset uh, in one of two ways. Number one, to set again Or number two, to set differently. The word reset means to set again or to set differently. I also want to remind you that when we reset one of our electronic devices, such as our cell phone, it means we have an opportunity to choose a different set of settings or to set different priorities. I don't know if you can recall, but every time that you have to do an upgrade, uh, maybe to your computer, there is always a reset that is required. Now, what does all this mean to us? Well, it means that we have an opportunity here to reset our lives, reset our priorities, and to reset our pursuits. I've heard it said that people who spend their lives after meaningless pursuits usually realize it when they get to the end of their lives. And this is very tragic because unfortunately at that moment, it's too late for them to realize that They've been pursuing things that didn't bear true fruit. God is giving us an opportunity here, a rare opportunity, to take this time as the noise of the daily rush is toned down uh, for us to focus on Him and take our focus off of our robotic and crazy routine in order for us to realize that we might need to make some changes before we too arrive at the end of our lives and at that moment realize that we spent it chasing meaningless things. So what are some of the areas that I feel God wants to reset? Well, there's three particular areas that I really feel God wants to reset in this time. And if we align ourselves to this, I believe we are going to be greatly blessed. Number one, in our relationship with Him. The number one excuse most people give as to why they don't serve God more, they don't seek God more, they don't spend more time in prayer or reading the Bible is because they are simply too busy. Now, I understand that there are many people who are genuinely caught up in the affairs of everyday life 
and they just have too many responsibilities. So I believe that right now God is giving all of us a genuine opportunity for us to reset our relationship with him. Everything has been toned down. All the noise has been uh, toned down and we are now able to truly make time for God. If the reason why we didn't have time for God before was because we were too busy, then certainly today with everything that is going on, we have an opportunity to get back to that relationship and truly put him first. The second area that I believe God wants to reset in our lives at this time is in the area of our relationships with our families. There are countless of men and women who have many plaques on the wall, titles before their name, and a myriad of worldly accomplishments. But if you look closer, you'll find out some of them have failed as fathers and mothers. Some of them have non-existent relationships with their family members. And why is this? Why is it that some people are so uh, willing to sacrifice their family for the sake of public success. I want to tell you something, friend. Success at the expense of family is failure because God would never require for any of us to sacrifice our families for the sake of a career, for the sake of attaining properties or making money. Those are always lesser things. The most important thing is our family. After our relationship with God, the most important thing is our relationship with our family. I want you to know that when we stand before Christ, the first thing we're going to have to give an account for is what we did with our lives. But the second thing we will give an account for is what we did with our families. The third area that I believe God is very focused on in this time is the area of our priorities. And I think that this reset is going to give us an opportunity to reset our priorities or to establish a different set of priorities. What is a priority? Well, it's a preconceived order of things that you are going to handle by setting some things as more important than others. And I believe that God wants to be our priority again. And I believe that he wants us to put him first because the order of things determines the flow. And what you put first determines the rest. When we put God first, our lives are in order and the blessing can flow. But when God is not first in our lives, is the equivalent of a train track that is misaligned. The train is not able to pass through. And if it tries to do so, there will be an accident because it'll get derailed. Some of our lives have been derailed in certain areas. And the reason for that is because we haven't put God first. I read a quote on social media this week and it really impacted me. So much so that I've been meditating over ever since. And the quote read like this. In the rush to return to normal, use this time to consider which parts of normal are worth rushing back to. Man, this is true. Now, the second, the second thing that I feel is pretty much on God's heart, and it's in His agenda for us, His people at this time. The first was, we are experiencing a reset. And in this reset, as I said, I believe that God wants to uh, change some things in our lives. And our relationship with Him must become a priority again. A relationship with our family must be restored and we must set a different set of priorities. The second area or the second thing that I believe we are given the opportunity to address in this time is that we have been given an opportunity to prepare as the body of Christ for the revival that is coming. The Bible says that we are light in the midst of darkness. Now, I want to remind you that light is meaningless 
unless there's darkness. If I go outside in the middle of the day and I turn on a light, it won't make any difference because there is already light. So you won't even be able to tell that a light has been turned on. But when there's darkness, a light cannot be ignored. And the Bible says we are light. So in this time of darkness, let us shine like the light that we've been called to be. There are a few things that I believe as believers we should have learned by now. Number one, I think we should have learned to be grateful in every season. I have seen so many people complaining at this time. Now, granted, this is a difficult time. And for many, things have not gone so well. People have lost their jobs. Some people have been sick. Some people even have had family members die in the process. And that is never something to be grateful for. I understand that there are families that are genuinely broken and grieving. But there are so many others who are not, and yet they are still complaining. But let me ask you this. Are you healthy? Are you alive? Are you saved? There is so much to be grateful for. And I believe that God wants to remind us that we need to be grateful for what we have. Gratitude qualifies you for more. But if you cannot be grateful for what you have now, God is not able to entrust you with more. Gratitude is one of the key principles of stewardship. You can never steward something well that you are not grateful for. So in order for God to be able to trust us with more, if we genuinely want God to give us more, and we want to be entrusted with resources, grace, favor, as this whole virus and this whole pandemic comes to an end, as I'm sure it will very soon, we want God to entrust us with more. We must be grateful with what we have right now. Because gratitude will open doors. Gratitude will cause us to be faithful. Gratitude will give us the fear of God to handle the things that God has put in our, in our hands. Gratitude is one of the key principles of stewardship. And we have to learn to be grateful in every season. The second thing is that we should have learned to rely on God's word and to properly pray with his word. I see that there is many people that are walking around hopeless and they are afraid. And to my surprise, many of these people are Christians, people that know or should know the word of God. But the fact that there is fear shows me that there is a lack of his word because his word is filled with hope, with, prom with promises, and with uh, many, many, many examples of how God has always come through for his people. So whenever the hope of God is missing, there will be fear. And we need to take this time to submerge ourselves in the word of God and to receive from it the hope, the promises that are in it. A great example of this and one of my favorite passages of scripture in this time has been Psalms 91, which is filled with promises of protection. And in the end, it tells us how we will then be the ones that trample on the lions and the serpents and we will become victorious. The third area that I think we should have learned right now, or by now I should say, is to put our emotions, our culture, and our personal gain aside and to stand for God's principles that we have been given in His Word. One of the things that I have noticed, especially in our current times where there is so much controversy, especially in the government, with our president, listen, whether you like the president or not, the Bible says that we are called to pray for our leaders. 
So regardless of what your personal opinion may be of a public figure, the Bible says that we are to pray for them, the ones we like and the ones we don't like. And the Bible says that when we pray for them, there will be peace. And one of the reasons why I believe there isn't more peace is because there isn't more prayer. And the Bible tells us, it gives us a very clear instruction. Pray for your leaders. At the same time, there are many laws that have passed and Christians have been silent. We have allowed these laws to be passed in our, on our watch. We have allowed these laws that we know are clearly against God's word and against God's will. We have allowed them to pass. Some Christians have even voted for these laws because it either benefited them in some way, shape, or form, or because they had a certain emotion about it. Listen, the Bible is very clear, and it tells us the principles, the priorities, and the commandments of God. Every time that we violate those commandments, there is a consequence. And every time that we allow something that openly defies God's word, or even worse, take part in it, it's as if we were doing it ourselves. So what can we do to align with God and to prepare to receive his blessing and protection? Well, number one, we need to repent. Repentance is the birthplace of change. Without repentance, there can never be lasting change. And I want to read to you guys from 2 Chronicles 7.14. This is a very well-known verse. It says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. I want to talk about this verse for a second because it is such a key verse for the times that we are living in. It says, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves. Humility is so important in the times that we are living in. It takes humility to acknowledge that we have been wrong, that we have missed the mark, that we have failed God and violated his word. And the Bible says that if we acknowledge that and we turn away from our wicked ways, then God will hear us from heaven and he will forgive our sins and heal the land. Now, this is a great example of what God is really after. God is not a taskmaster who wants to subjugate his people. He wants relationship. But unfortunately, sin stands in the way. It is sin what separates us from God. And the reason why God says repent is because what he really desires is to return to relationship. And when we repent, what repentance does is it, it removes the sin. And God can come and be present in every area of our lives in that relationship that he longs for and desires more than anything else. Now, the second thing that we need to do in this time is to make the necessary changes in our lives. A wise man once told me, son, change is not change until you change. This means that ultimately we need to choose to make changes in our lives and address the issues that caused us to get to where we are. God's grace is sufficient for us. We do the possible. He does the impossible. Let's get back to prayer. Let's get back to reading the Bible. Let's get back to loving people and demonstrating to them the love of God. Let's leave behind greed. Let's no longer prioritize vain things. Now, that's not to say that we can't have nice things, but nice things cannot have us. 
And that's the main issue we have today. God has no problem with us having nice things. But he knows that there is a problem when nice things have us. What do I mean by that? Well, when our hearts become entangled in the pursuit of money and fame and things, then we lose sight of what really matters. The Bible says that where our heart is, our treasure, where our, I'm sorry, the Bible says that where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. So whatever we consider valuable and a treasure, our heart is going to be attached to that. And God is looking for people that are not attached to things that are passing, things that can be stolen, that can be broken. But rather, He wants us to be able to enjoy those things while making sure that our heart is fixed on Him. Now, God has to be our priority more than ever before. I want to be able to pray for everybody that is listening. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every person that is under the sign of my voice. Everyone that is listening to this podcast right now, Father, I thank you for their lives. And I pray that peace that surpasses all understanding would come upon their lives now, Father. Let your peace come upon their mind and upon their hearts. And Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus that fear will be eradicated from their lives. If there is sickness, I rebuke sickness from their body right now. And I declare they are healed and restored. Father, I cover them with the blood of Jesus. And I declare that there is divine protection over their lives. I declare there is divine immunity over their lives. Father, I declare their families are covered. That everything that they own is covered and protected. And I pray, Father, that in this season and in this time, that you would open their eyes and open their ears. And that if they have been away from you, Father, let them return to their first love. I ask that you would light the fire and passion for your presence and for your word again. And that they would turn, Father, from whatever is a distraction. Remove every distraction. Remove everything that hinders their relationship with you. And I pray, Father, for restoration of the most important relationship. I pray, Father, for their restoration with you. Their restoration with you in in the relationship, Father, with you as their father. I bless them, God, and I pray that they would turn back to you. And that, God, that every crooked way would be made straight in their lives. I bless them this morning, and I declare, Father, your blessing over their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you. I give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to take a minute to speak to anyone who's listening, but you've never given your life to Jesus. And if you would like to ask him to come into your heart today, repeat this prayer with us. Heavenly Father, I recognize that I am a sinner, and my sin separates me from you. I repent of all my sins and confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I believe with all my heart that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and come into my life. The day I die, when I open my eyes, I will be in your arms. Amen. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, we want you to help us spread the word. Subscribe and tell others to do so as well so that you don't miss any future episodes. We bless you and we'll see you next week in the next episode of Walking in Purpose.